0: Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere ...that sets up uh, podcasting for you. It also, you can make your money from with your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to uh, do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the, uh, both the iOS and the Android store... Or you could go to their website at and uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. All right. Hello, everybody. We're here for the next episode of the Wrestling with the Wellies podcast. Today, it's just me and Jeremy. We were wondering if uh, Aiden and Liam were going to join us again, too, because I was interested in their thoughts, but they only watched part of the pay per view with us. So <laughs>
1: it's just going to be a two of today. Yeah, and I knew the first one would be iffy just because they're not too familiar with AEW so see that's why I was curious
0: with how they would like uh, what they would think of it or whatever and I think Liam like halfway through he was like this is the last one I'm d- I don't know these people yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's it called there was three it looks like there was three matches at the kickoff show Legit Layla Hirsch beat Chris Dantlander, which I was surprised about. So they must be trying to beef her up as a big heel, I guess,
1: right now. It until uh, either Rampage or Dynamite. I mean, Thunder Rosa beat her. So, oh, Thunder Rosa beat Lay- um, Layla Hirsch. Oh, so on, D- on Dynamite this week coming up, it's going to be Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa in a steel cage match for the title. Ooh. I'm interested about that, so they're just doing that so well, like nobody I, else interferes I, I, then. Yeah, and I think Britt Baker going to lose this time.
0: Oh, yeah, and I should mention, too, know that it... Uh, well, I kind of yeah. wave a match that we're going to just, just now, yeah. but uh, anyhow. But, yeah, like, I might as well mention, and this is recorded on the day where Scout Hall just passed away, so uh, thoughts and prayers go to the family, and hope i'm like uh just the trying time (laughs) for that
1: i remember it kind of you know and speaking from a heart of geek standpoint you know all of us kind of when we started watching wrestling together was right around the time it wasn't too long before nwo was formed and scott hall showed up on wcw so that was one of the most iconic parts of wrestling that i remember growing up Uh, Was when he showed up on Nitro, and then teased Kevin Nash showing up
0: and all that stuff. Yeah, like I I think when I first watched wrestling was when Razor Ramon was around. Oh
1: yeah, so like, like
0: I remember the one two three kid match that he had where he lost the title to him. Like, yeah. where he did the but moonsault what, and stuff. That was, like, the first memory that I remember
1: of Razor Ramon. <laughs> well, yeah, it wasn't too much before that, that, though. That's where I was saying our wrestling beginnings were pretty much when Scott Holt, Razor, and Diesel, or Kevin Nash, and all of them were wrestling. Yep, so...
0: Okay. I hope they're the family is doing okay with the process, especially knowing that you go in for a surgery and then you don't expect anything to happen, and then stuff happens. Yeah, because he went, went in
1: broken hip, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah so it's it. just like something totally didn't expect that he was going to have complications. I'm sure, <clears throat> but that's the and that's the problem with uh, humanity: uh, anything could take you out. <laughs> <laughs> at any moment. Mm-hmm. So anyway, with that out of the way, uh, what's it called? Uh so then there was uh Hook versus QT Marshall, which I was uh, wondering if they're gonna put it on the the actual card, but it looks like no, and it probably he probably went out and just beat him real quick because they made only
1: five minutes, so yeah, it's, yeah. They're pretty quick. And most of Hook's matches so far, that's how they're going. Yeah, And I don't
0: like what they're doing with his character right now. <laughs> and it's funny because it seems like they're pushing him as a heel still because he's still coming out of the heel uh, entrance. But mm-hmm. then people are cheering him like every time. So... <laughs>
1: well, acting heelish too. Like he's not yeah. even really responding to the crowd. You know? Yeah. That's
0: what I'm saying. I think that like it just works like that. I think knowing that he's no-selling everything and Because I think still the uh I think that's probably why they did this QT Marshall stuff. At first was because they were going with the crowd, so they're like, Okay, we'll still push him as a heel character, but like just act like uh he's just oblivious or he doesn't really care about the audience really, knowing that they're cheering for him or something. I don't know. But like everything's working with him right now. Especially, I like how he names his finisher the Red Rum. <laughs> yeah. I like that, too. So, yeah. Uh, and it wasn't a long match. And then, there, like, uh, when I first put, booted it up, it was the House of Black m- match, with uh, which I'm surprised that this was not on the main card. The way that they were pushing it, I was surprised that it didn't make it to the main card. But uh, it was uh, pretty um, like I was at the very tail end of the match beforehand. So like I think I was like the first last minutes of the pay per view or like
1: the kickoff show before I started watching. Well, the biggest Uh, just like wow, I'm surprised. (laughs) Biggest, I'm surprised it was on the kickoff was because Eric Redbeard was part of it. I mean, oh yeah, weird to have a guy show up for a match and then have it on a kickoff show. I think. Yep. You know. So, that was the one thing I thought was odd about. And the booking of House of Black. I mean, it just seems like mm-hmm. they're pushing them, but then they're on the kickoff. But maybe they're trying to tout the kickoff as more of a different, you know. I don't
0: uh, know. Maybe they were just trying to get, like, people to watch
1: the kickoff show to get interested well, that, yeah, in that's what the I'm pay-per-view. I was, I was trying maybe. to a word to use, but I couldn't think of the one. But you know, more of a, not necessarily a kickoff show, but a whole separate thing uh, prior to the uh, the actual pay-per-view. But Yeah. Um, but you know, anyway, I, so... I don't uh, even think the kickoff show is part of the pay-per-view, is it? Or, or is it?
0: Uh, well, I mean, it showed up. I think it plays on free TV. Like, you could either watch it on YouTube or something, or like cable. I think they air it on TNT or something beforehand, too. The
1: thought was that it wasn't on, you know, you could watch it separate. Like, so, you know, that's one thing WWE doesn't do is that their kickoff shows are part of the pay-per-view. So it's like, that's why we never watch them.
0: Yeah. Well, and that, and, like, it's not like it's not another match that you've already seen already. that's yeah, it's normally another Like, of- they repeat a lot of matches, and most of the time with AEW, they don't repeat a lot of matches. Like, it's always super fresh because most of the guys that go against each other, they kind of tend to go through feuds pretty quickly. I think that's one reason why it works. So, like, uh- don't...
1: I didn't realize Penta had a different character. Yeah, time. they
0: changed this thing to Penta Obscura. Yeah, for so they, this thing, I don't they, know when they changed that, but like they, I know I saw a
1: promo they, that they did um, it like the week before. But I didn't realize he had a whole different. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: you like and the, even Alex uh, Abrahantes, I think that's his name. Yeah, the dude that's like came out in the garb, like the, yeah,
1: came out in like a freaking hoodie, uh, like a what do you call it? Uh, well,
0: I it know it's like a, like a uh, satanic church type thing, yeah. <laughs>
1: it was, I don't know what they call those things, but um, but yeah, he came out even with makeup on his face, I think, yeah. So,
0: like, that's why I thought it was,
1: I, and it makes sense with that,
0: but I thought legit, like, I thought that Eric Redbeard was gonna uh betray them and go into the house of black. Mm. But that's not what happened. They just kinda like beat him up or whatever. But, but uh and then full booking it was 17 minutes of the kickoff show that this one yep. Had, so so it gave him some time. And then it's funny how the opening match for the actual card went shorter than that one, which was Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho and damn they beat the shit out of each other in this match. Yeah. And especially at one point uh, during the beginning of the match, something happened where he put him in a half and half suplex to uh, Eddie did to Jericho, and pretty much Jericho landed almost directly on his head. <laughs> so but then at one point,
1: lucky, because since we're talking about it on SmackDown, oh yeah, knowing that Eddie or big-, uh, big E got injured too. Yeah, Big E broke his neck at the C1 and C6. Well, fractured his neck, but it's kind of still the same thing. But uh, at the C1 and C6, which isn't good, the C1 is probably the worst one that he could have done anything to because that's the one your head swivels on. And the one that, you know, if something major happens, you're basically paralyzed from the neck down. So. So it'll be interesting, and the C six. I guess it takes three months to even recover from it, but it may end the career period because it never, uh, very rarely, will form, especially without surgery. will Will form the way it was. So, mm. um, so. well, ho- hopefully everything, uh, like
0: Biggie, will come back, or at least like hopefully it will be okay. Like yeah. that's the main thing. Uh, and if this is it, at, uh, if he can't wrestle anymore after this, at least he ended with at least the title reign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it, the main thing, it, in which not a lot of
1: wrestlers get to do, even if it was kind of lackluster. But, you
0: know, yeah, but, yeah, he will yeah, be forever known as a WWE
1: champion. So yeah, he, that's the main thing. Yeah, the only thing about the Eddie Kingston match I mentioned, and I think I mentioned while we were watching it, Eddie Kingston is a chubby dude. I didn't realize he was as chubby as he was until he took his shirt off during this match. I don't know if I hadn't paid attention before, but I think he's taken his shirt off before, but I don't know if he's gained weight since the last time he did it or what, but
0: um, yeah, I don't think he really worries about his figure. I definitely don't
1: think. <laughs> well, yeah, but you can see why he hasn't made it to the top. I mean, he's a fairly, he's a great talker on the mic because he says whatever the hell he wants. But but wrestling wise, I think because of... Like his, his, uh, his f- uh, physique? Yeah, the, he hasn't. I think that's one reason he hasn't been pushed further. Because if you notice, Chris Jericho kind of plumped up a little bit too but he's like lost a lot of that again. Yep.
0: like that, And that's what I was thinking too. But I mean like at least this put it on like uh, I'm intrigued with what they do with the characters now especially with on Dynamite they did the Jericho Appreciation Society now where Jericho turned heel again which I think he's just constantly going to do. I think it's
1: just uh, organically
0: he's going to turn face again and then uh, eventually he's going to turn heel. Like...
1: Well, yeah, but he's with 2.0, which is kind of weird. I mean, yeah. Well, and... I think they're
0: probably just trying to do something with him. So I guess Eddie That's... Kingston is probably going to be with pride is... and power, Proud and Powerful. Is that his name? Daniel Garcia, the other guy? Yeah, Daniel Garcia, yeah. Yeah. So. Jeez, and he put that fucking damn sharpshooter on. Holy crap, he like... The way that he did it, where he kept he wrenched the fuck back on that damn sharpshooter, yeah, you know, <laughs> when during dynamite, I was like, "Good lord, man, holy crap!" I was but, like, yeah. "That shit hurts anyway." And then you're really wrenching on it, but whatever. I mean, like, make sure that it looks like it's bad as fuck. So, yeah, like most of these matches, I I gotta say, I really liked. All of the matches, like, I mean, that's the main thing about AEW pay per views between WWE pay per views. They repeat a lot of shit on WWE, but then you'll see, like, some of the matches, like them going, uh, like, you, uh, like the next match, Jungle Boy and Luciasaurus going against Red Dragon and Young Bucks, right? They do matches between them both, but then it was like, this one was cool because you had the added element where red dragon was trying to work with the young bucks, but they were also looking out for themselves at the same time type thing, like element in the match, Mm -hmm. which I thought was cool, which they probably like, I know that uh, Jurassic express has wrestled against the young bucks before. I don't think that they wrestled against red dragon though. I don't know for sure but uh like so uh you could tell about that but like that was the different element it's known that they didn't keep it the same they had like an extra team in and i i think this is probably one of my like at least the match of the night or the second match of the night for me personally i just really enjoyed it <laughs> Like, they did a lot of fucking cool spots. I mean, like, they did a lot of stuff, but, like, I just liked most of the moves that they did in this match or, like, the the psychology that they did in this match. I think
1: this was easily my favorite match of the night. And the move that I think they might have ended the match with uh, that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus did where... Oh, the Sun... It's kind of like they flipped the...
0: I don't know. It's hard to explain it. I forgot the name of the finisher that they do, but they kind of uh, do like a suplex or something, or a powerbomb, something like that. And then it flips around and he does like a sunset flip powerbomb type of thing. It's yeah. hard to explain their finisher. <laughs> I
1: mean, it's, it looks great.
0: Yeah. And, and every time it looks good. Every yeah. time. Yeah, Like, that's the main thing. And, like, the, and that's one thing I liked about this match is knowing that they were pretty much trying to get rid of Luchasaurus throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And it's understandable. The dude's, like, huge.
1: <laughs> well, to tell you that, this was one of the first matches that I feel that the Young Bucks looked really good in. I don't know if it's because they have taken a break because they haven't really wrestled all that much lately. Yeah. So I don't know if they got fresh a little bit, but... They looked, to me, a lot better in this match than they have in a while. Well, they, I mean,
0: also at the same time, you got to think about who they're wrestling with, too. Because well, Kyle fun. O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, I think they've been wrestling with them for ages, I think. Yeah. Because well, they were wrestling of- in PWG and stuff like that. So a lot of those guys know each other. So they're like, yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> but it's just a, a, a benefit to watching this one. Because I'm not... I've told you before, the young bucks. There, a lot of people like them. I haven't really cared for them that much, um, in AEW, all that much. And I think it's because they do a lot of that shtick stuff all the time. Like in every, oh, match. like
0: most of their double team moves are exactly the same. Like they don't change up like well, a lot of the shit in their matches. Playing to the camera too much.
1: I think they do that a lot too. That I don't know if they need to do as much as they do it. Yeah, sure that. And that's just my opinion. Like I said, it's it's just what I see when I watch the matches that I don't need to see that part as much. You can do it occasionally, but it's like all pretty much anytime you're doing a move, you're playing to the camera. It's kind of it gets, and I know their heels, yeah, so supposed to be annoying, but anyhow. But I I thoroughly enjoyed this match for all the different. Uh, Things that each guy did. I mean, it went almost 19 minutes, but it seemed a lot longer than that because of all the action.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, Uh that was the main thing. They did so much stuff in this match and, like, had each other going. But, I mean, I love all the guys in the the match, too. Like, I just really enjoy all their stuff. And I'm wondering who's going to take the titles off of Jurassic Express. I'm thinking probably Red Dragon at one point. Probably, yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's probably going to be them at one point taking well, the sure. titles. But, I mean, like, there's a lot of good fucking wrestler, unlike tag teams in well, AEW, so well, it's hard to track them down. Well, <laughs>
1: especially now, because, well, we'll get to it when we talk about a later match, but there's another tag team probably that'll be up there that's fairly, that's kind of new. But, anyways, we'll talk about it later.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so uh, then there was the face of the Revolution ladder match, which both me and you, I think,
1: were thinking that Keith
0: Lee should have took it. I weekend. do,
1: but at the same time, we, with, when you saw the result, you knew what was going to happen later oh yeah and like i don't think any of the guys that
0: did the face uh uh, uh, a face of the revolution ladder match even won their matches right like i don't think they've ever like won them from anybody yeah like I, i mean i could be wrong somebody might have did it but like i just remember scorpio sky didn't win his so and then there was a few others, uh, or, like, a couple others. But, like, that's why I don't th- I don't remember ever seeing a title change hands off of it. Doesn't but matter. it okay. makes sense with Wardlow winning, though. Like, even though that, that kind of, like, powerbomb that... Who, who did he do it against? I'm trying to think. Uh, Ricky. Uh, it was where Ricky uh, Starks, right? Where he d- and powerbombed him on the ladder, and it looked like he almost was about to drop him. Yeah. I was like, ooh... He did I mean, it. your whole shtick is doing the powerbomb symphony, which I'm all down for, if that's what he... <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> Because well, if I would
1: have done anything in wrestling, that would have probably been it. I would have done, like, a bunch of powerbombs to somebody. And, and the funny thing was, this match, Orange Cassidy was, like, the comic relief during... Oh, yeah. Was like, he on. did a lot of those skits during the match
0: yeah. where, like, he was trying to get the ladder... Like at one point he was on the, the
1: ladder between the guys, or he
0: jumped on top of other people and shit. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then he ultimately hurt his shoulder during the match. I think. Um, oh yeah, that makes sense. Probably be probably
0: because of that fucking toss. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I forgot who tossed him. I think it was Wardlow, but somebody didn't catch him, and he landed straight on
1: the fucking ramp. Yeah. At the very like, oh, yeah, and then but yeah, once War, once it came up that Wardlow won, you and we'll talk about it in a couple of matches. But once this happened, once the result of this match happened with Wardlow winning, I kind of kind you kind of know what was going to happen later, and oh, yeah, uh... we'll get there. But this was an okay match, it wasn't like my favorite. Um, Yeah, it
0: did what it was supposed to do. And, like, I don't think, really, Christian Cage needed to be in this match. But, like, you had to put him on the card somewhere, I'm sure. Like, because just his name alone is just, like, like, that's one thing I think that they do a lot in wrestling is just because your name gets so high up on the list, like, where you're just, like, pretty much a Hall of Famer anyway. And I think he is. Because they put Edging Christian in, I think they did at least. I
1: don't know if he's in by himself. I think. Yeah, he's... I don't
0: think he's in by himself. I think it's just yeah. this Edging Christian. Yeah. So, uh, but like, he nobody should... was like that. It's like, it seems like just for another reason to sell tickets. Though no, that's the only reason <laughs> but... why I was like, eh.
1: When they you announced think? they're putting Vader
0: and Christian should be in by himself. Yeah, i sure <laughs> that. And they just released that Queen Charmel was gonna be in too.
1: The hell's Queen Charmel? I don't uh, know.
0: married to Booker T. She used to come out when he was oh. doing the King Booker oh. thing. Really? She, like, yeah. King Booker. Well, I mean, supposedly she was one of the Nitro girls. Well, I get
1: that, but she shouldn't be You're
0: telling me but they're running out of people to end up
1: putting in, I guess.
0: Or females at least. I guess that I'm just assuming that's their logic. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, what's it called? And thank God for Vader being in too, because it's been a long time coming. And I think didn't he pass away? Yeah, yeah, like a year ago or something, something
1: like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think people are trying to get him to be in the Hall of Fame before he died, though. But Yeah. yeah, but uh. This one was probably my least favorite one. Just yeah. because just because Jade Cargill definitely needs to get better in the ring. I think she's going to be good like two or three years from now. She get uh, she works with good uh, like people well, right? And I like certain moments that she did in this match, like how she kissed Tate Conti and, and stuff in the match, <laughs> like especially to start it off. I was like, whoa, okay, I didn't expect it. I also have to note, her Jade entrance was pretty dope as uh, she changed her. It was funny. She tweeted out afterwards. She's like, man, I miss my silver hair now <laughs> because she redyed her hair green for the Jade entrance. But her Jade entrance was pretty dope. I have to say, I mean, I like those moments though. Like the one thing where you don't expect, I'm like, I thought she was going to come out like her usual self. And yeah, that, then, uh, and then she came out with a Jane entrance. So I was like, okay,
1: that's cool. And know, then, huh? That was the best part of the match, to be honest with you. Yeah, I pretty much. I mean, like
0: that's... that, and like they kind of turned Anna Jane heel. It seemed like because they had her try to cheat. Yeah, I'm not what they're doing
1: with that whole thing. I mean, because like yeah.
0: I understand that they're friends, but like they aren't heels. So I don't understand why they did that in the match. Yeah. So, I'm like, yeah, they just built her up way too hard in yeah. this mo- a match. Just because, like, I don't think she's ready yet. That's the only thing for me.
1: That's the thing. I don't think she's like a Goldberg type where she should be 29-0 and 0 right now. Oh, and yeah. Like, I, I, I agree. I don't get it. I I don't think she's that good to be pushed like that. But, I mean, I, I say the same thing about Britt Baker, though. I really don't. She's played off that Thunder Rosa match and she did it well, but I don't think she's the best wrestler in freaking AEW. Oh, I yeah. I
0: definitely think Thunder, Thunder Rosa is, is the best one. And Just because she does good matches like everyone.
1: And and I thought that she should be the one pushed harder than anyone. And she gets the pops even now. So, I think they're moving to that. I I, I hope it. We'll, we'll talk about it again. Because we haven't even got to that match yet. But but yeah, I, I think Brit Baker's another example of somebody they pushed, and have continued to push, and she hasn't really gotten any better, to me.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, and, I agree. I mean, like some of the, like, whatever. We'll talk
0: about it more in a right minute. Anyway.
1: The that's the one thing that she has. She freaking can cut a crazy promo.
0: Yeah, well, and,
1: that's one thing that she did well on
0: was. I think that's one reason why it twisted the thunder rosa match where it wasn't like thunder rosa didn't get to cut a promo then she was able to so i mean
1: the rosa wasn't signed yet it well wasn't. that's
0: what i was saying she couldn't do it so that's why i was saying that's why Britt did yeah. but uh yeah so like i'd love take conti though i think she's one of my favorite like women's wrestlers in there right now i don't know why just do <laughs>
1: Well, she's better than some of the other ones they have.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I've liked her even in, in uh, when she was in WWE as Tainera Conti or whatever. Like, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know. It's probably a mix between her judo style and, like, just, like, the only thing is she can't really cut a promo all that well. Yeah. Like, I think that's the only thing that she's that's missing. It's like,
1: she, I don't think- know. Uh, her rough accent, I think it, and that's what I think Thunder Rosa's issue is, kind of. But Thunder Rosa doesn't have as much of a, an accent that, like, uh, Ty Conte has. Yeah. So, well, she's like thick Brazilian accent. That's, well, that's, that's yeah. the main thing. Well, that's what I mean. And her English may not be
0: great. Good. Yeah. You
1: know, and, and it's, I think Thunder Rosa probably grew up in San Antonio. So she's, you know, she's, she speaks english you know so um anyhow but yeah i I really i can't wait to i hope and we'll talk about it again because we're almost there but the next one is what cm punk and mjf yep and that's what i was saying i was debating either this one be my
0: favorite or the tag match yeah this one was like i think that they're so damn good though
1: The result was great. CM Punk bled like a mf. Early. Oh
0: yeah, he so, bled so much in this damn match. Holy crap! And then MJF kind of did, but not really. You could well, tell. It was
1: like... kind of lame how they did that one though, because like CM Punk, you could tell you could tell he's been wrestling a lot longer because he somehow cut his head in the ring with the camera still on him and you didn't see when he did it. So I don't know if they yeah. purposely cut it with the chain of the dog collar or if there was some type of blade situation done where you didn't really notice it. Yeah. with if anything, or- I
0: wouldn't be surprised if he got hit in the face
1: with the chain and
0: then as soon as he went down, he like bladed himself. Right. Yeah. that's what That's what so I'm I- guessing was the thing for it, yep. but...
1: With MJF's, though, if you remember, he got hit out of the ring, then climbed underneath the ring, and then came out with blood on top of his head. Yeah, <laughs> which was, was goofy kind of, as hell. Kind of stupid. When, I but,
0: mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying is, like, uh, and probably this is another good, a really good match from MJF, and but it, sh- uh, but it shows, like, that some people carry him through a good match. Like, yeah, I,
1: the storytelling was brilliant. I
0: know. Like, they, this was probably their main, like, story that they were telling. Like, the best story, at least, that they were telling up until the pay-per-view. Well, like, the, the Adam Page the, and Adam Cole one was, like, okay at best, and that's supposed to be their main event stuff, but, like, this was the one that people were wanting to see early, or at, le- at least that they had the most build-up towards, right? <laughs>
1: That went 26 minutes, and it was pretty much back and forth most of it.
0: Yeah, and
1: you weren't sure really who was going to win until Wardlow came out.
0: Well, I knew that CM Punk was going to win just because MJF lost, beat had, him twice.
1: Well, we had an idea, but I honestly didn't think he would lose on Dynamite when he
0: lost. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised too, especially knowing that he lost in Chicago. I was like,
1: whoa. So, I mean, and then he lost again, and then he got bled out and bled on that show, too. And oh, yeah, and wiped it on his shirt. I remember that was one of the things that my kids pointed out when they saw that part. They're like, Whoa, he just wiped the blood on his shirt. I said, Yeah, that's a heel move, and he was doing it brilliantly. And yeah. then, and then, uh, Ward, though, like I said, you knew when he came out, that's when the, the turn was going to happen. Yep. Like, I mean, yeah, you,
0: you were feeling that shit beforehand, though. Like you and you could, you were just waiting to see when he was gonna do it, and but then, you, but you knew when he walked out, that's what was gonna happen. Oh yeah. yeah, especially I like how he was like, "Oh shit, I don't know where it is,"
1: and, and then, then I like the promo that he cut on Dynamite too. Well, that's what's and that's what I was gonna get at too with with Wardlow was that, why the hell hasn't he talked until now? Yeah, because, I mean, he cut
0: a pretty good promo uh, being the yeah. typical face promo, though, but
1: like... Yeah, but he hasn't even said two <laughs> words, I don't think. Yeah. So now, and, and the way he cut the promo, I'm like, I could understand if he wasn't very good at talking, like, you know, Brock Lesnar never talked, and you still yeah. know why he didn't, even now. I mean, because even when he cuts promos, they sound weird. Um, But Wardlow doesn't sound bad when he talks. Yeah, so it's like...
0: especially the way that he explained his promo too, like yeah. where he was like, "I was fine up until he smacked me." Pretty much, he was like, "I knew what I was getting into. I was doing it for money and stuff like that." But then when he put his hands on me, that's when it changed. So I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's and that explains the whole thing."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Didn't so, really need to go into much else. So so explains you know, what may happen at his...
0: Which, more than likely, this is what's going to happen. He's going to go out and he could be beating Scorpio Sky and then MJF betrays him and then he talks shit after he he loses. Like, Scorpio leaves and then he'll be like, you think you can leave me, blah, blah, blah. And then it's going to be like a feud with him for like a few months. Yep. So, you can
1: see where all this stuff is going based on what happened. And and I think it's great. Uh, these other WWE is not doing real good at this. They're popping up stories out of the blue. And it's like, where the hell did that come from?
0: Yep. And, and that's why I'm saying, like, most of these matches were damn good. Like, uh, uh, this is my, uh, and th- and this is good too. The Britt Baker versus uh, Thunder Rosa match, but it wasn't as good as their lights out match. Oh, it wasn't even close. Yeah, mostly because uh, too much cheating. Yeah. Uh, I get, like, Britt Baker needing uh, them to do it, but there was so much damn cheating in this match well, that we... you could tell what they were going for, that they were going to do something, and then you reveal, or you told me earlier that they were going to do a steel cage match for the title or whatever. And that makes sense with them during this match was because Thunder Rosa lost, Mostly because there was too much involvement by the other people.
1: Well, yeah, that came out after the fact, but I mean, still, still, the fact that this match ended like most of her lately ones have, where there's been interference and she's won. It's happened. I think what three hours something. I get. Well, I think that's the problem I- with doing it where you
0: have people watching you. Right, watching your back, especially I, if you're a heel.
1: I talk about it in WWE all the time. I don't like when they repeat stuff over, and, and they've done it over and over with Britt Baker and Jamie Hater and Rebel. They yeah, them-
0: that's what that's what and I'm saying. Think- it, at one point, she's got to do it convincingly on her own, and, and I, especially I if she's saying that she's the best, she needs to do it herself. And this match, it, like I, I can tell. That like she and you knew that she thought that she was like considered her threat right to her championship right. Yep. That's what it seemed like that they were telling was that she knew that she uh, she would be in trouble if she didn't cheat to win right in list. this match. But like this- they did this in like two or three other wrestling matches with Britt Baker yeah. going against other people, and then she was cheating to win That's and.
1: Where they 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 make the the ref not pay attention, and then Britt Baker does something, and then she wins, and it's like okay, you can do something else
0: <laughs> that makes
1: her, uh, that makes it not
0: look like Thunder Rosa is looking bad, yeah,
1: or anybody else for that matter, because I think they did it with Ty Conti, and oh yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. They did the exact same thing with her, and that's the that's the detriment of like the heels that have people with them, it's like MJF has the same issue, is that they retell a lot of the same things over and over again, like at one point, he's going to have to do it himself without nobody's help because otherwise people are going to lose their engagement with the person, they're going to be like oh shit, he's going to cheat to win and nobody's going to really care you know, like that's the main thing is known that nobody really cares about MJ's stuff unless they want to see him get his ass kicked.
1: Yeah, essentially. So, yeah, so with that, essentially, I hope at the Steel Cage match that Thunder Rosa takes the title.
0: Yeah, that's what I was hoping. I think we were both hoping that Thunder Rosa was going to take the title, but like, hopefully, on Dynamite, that's what happens. Like, yeah. there's no chance. Like, yeah, she straight up loses. And then Thunder Rosa gets the belt because she deserves it anyway. Yeah, uh, like yeah, because she is she's one of the if there's any like high like women wrestlers in there, Thunder Rosa is at the top, man. Yep, mm-hmm. especially for me, I I love her wrestling. Her storytelling's good. She has
1: a good match with pretty much anybody. Yep, and so, I he made the lights out match, and Britt Baker just made off of it. Yeah. And
0: I, I'm not saying that Brooke Baker ain't good at wrestling too. Like
1: she's good,
0: but oh yeah. Like the problem is is that during her title reign right now, there is nothing where it's like, oh shit, that's great knowing that they're doing this. Yeah. You know, and like they there ain't nothing that's not the same that I see from other title reigns with a heel. <laughs> it's literally the same stuff. There's nothing then I was just like, ooh, that seems cool. There's nothing. like So all it is is just Britt Baker comes out, cheats to win, and then leaves. Mm-hmm. And then talks about how good she is. And it's like, that gets boring at one point. So I'm just like ready for them to put it on as somebody else. I love Britt Baker, but not as much as I think organically Thunder Rosa is over. And I think Thunder Rosa needs the title for a while. Yep. Especially, I could see her do good matches with like just about anybody in there. But uh, yeah. So, and then there was John Moxley versus Brian Daniels, and this was also a, a good match between them both too. What well, I knew, and it they would, both dude. led like a motherfucker in this match too.
1: I knew this match would be good, and it actually played out the way I thought it would. There's only one thing: the fact that William Regal showed up was a surprise to me.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't expect. Um, I mean, you could have figured that somebody would have showed up. Oh, I should mention that Swerve Squat or Swerve, uh, uh, Swerve Strickland showed up.
1: Yeah, don't call him Swerve Scott. That was him. yeah,
0: yeah, I know. That's what I was gonna say. Like, uh, but uh, he showed up to sign a contract with the, uh AEW now. So like, he he's there, and, and he just kind of like said some stuff and then left. So, okay. like, the two main Graham debuts off of Revolution was both him and um, William Regal showing up. And I liked how, like, he smacked the shit. I think he headbutted Mox, and then he smacked the shit out of Daniel Bryan. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you get on what? the same page, motherfucker. <laughs> that, played all, and that was after the match when John Moxley beat Bryan Daniel. Yeah, and I liked how, like, it was just a simple roll-up that he caught him in. Like the um, they were beating the shit out of each other the whole match and then it was just a simple roll up and then he was like what and then they kept fighting and then he came out and he was like fucking calm down he said you bled together now fucking get on (laughs) you
1: know on Dynamite it's pretty much they're a tag team now and that's kind of what I was getting at that they might be the ones that end up being the next tag team oh yeah I wouldn't be surprised
0: if they beat Jurassic Express too but like uh I wonder if they're going to make a stable with them, like you yeah, we were saying, like uh, teaching the young bucks. Yeah, or not the young bucks, but the young wrestlers and shit. Yeah, like I'm wondering if they're going to do that. Where uh, I just love what Daniel Bryan's doing with his character right now. <laughs> yeah, where he's kind of a heel, but then he's kind of a face at the same time. Yeah, especially the shit with Mox. It's just really intriguing. I'm wondering where they go with it. So. Yeah. So, yeah, that was good. And then the same
1: heel and a face at the same time, because he does heel the shit, but he's a face.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, even with that, like he was the heel in there in the page matches. Right. And then he was still kind of a heel, but like he was like, I'm going to get violent. And I love that side of Daniel Bryan, though. I'm like that's one thing that they never really did in WWE is doing the violent, more violent version of him, and like it was like a more watered down version. I kind of understand why because it's still a PG thirteen thing, but it's like yeah. they always played him
1: off like way too small, so he wouldn't I'd be able for the to life fight. of me. I think they could, they can edgy, make the product edgier and more people would like it. Yeah. And yeah. Well, they, it would add way too. more to their storylines, too. Yep. If they just increase their, uh, just did know, a little H bit more, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. But yeah. anyhow.
0: But uh, what's it go there, Josh? Yeah. Oh, what do you not hear me? But uh, uh, but uh, what's it called? Then there was Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. Well, that was weird. Uh, what?
1: Well, it disconnected me for a second.
0: <laughs> oh, so that's why? Because I heard you talking,
1: but then. <laughs> but anyway, so it was
0: the tag team match between Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting versus Hardy Family o- Office with Andrade, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy. And dude, I was surprised in this match where they took the Sting and them took all of the Hardy Family Office out. <laughs> Yeah, They well, beat up every that, member, and I was like, damn, they talked about, like, I mean, granted, Sting fucking being 60-something years old and fucking doing that damn splash off the damn thing through two damn, four table. damn tables. Uh, it was, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? You Sting, you don't do need to do yeah. anything crazy anymore, man. You already did enough crazy shit. And at the same time, we thought
1: Matt Hardy was going to do something crazy. Because he oh, would...
0: yeah, we thought that they were both going to go down, and then turned out that it wasn't that. I was like, oh, but uh, what's once on? so, yeah, this match was fun for what it was. I, it was better than I expected it was going to be. I thought it was going to be kind of quick, and then they did a lot in the damn match, but, like, they just made the Hardy family office looked incredibly weak, and it kind of shows that, because on Dynamite, they turned Bat Hardy super fast. Yep. Good lord. It was like, as soon as they signed Jeff, it was like, they were like, up, turning him face. <laughs> like instantly. Because it was like he was a heel during this pay-per-view, and then the fucking next Dynamite, he was a face. Yep. So, uh, what's well, it all-
1: Boss, that was kind of what I was saying with the storylines though. You could tell how they go with certain things uh, based on how the results of these things were. You knew there was going to be an argument because they had already set up that there was going to be a meeting with the Andrade-Hardy family thing, office. Yeah. So you knew that something was going to happen and you knew it was going to probably more than likely be Matt Hardy that was you know, blamed or whatever. Well then you knew based on that, that something was going to happen and you could just guess based on all the rumors that Jeff Hardy was going to show up. And sure enough, that was it. People were yep. talking about the Fact that on dynamite, they had the Hardy theme. Well, the Hardy theme is not owned by WWE. Oh it's- yeah.
0: That's what I was talking about uh, with Steven. I think or our brother, like who we were talking about it and I was like, yeah, I don't think it's owned by WWE because I always end up here- Lincoln's and stuff like they'll have it as background music so i figure that they could just be like hey can
1: you let me use the theme and then they're like okay the whole catalog they they paid for the whole catalog i guess from that guy or from that group and it also includes other wrestling themes and i can't remember one of them but one of them was one we know that i didn't realize that I'd have to look back up what which one it is, but uh, let's see. Um, it's a known one. I know that much. Um, yeah, it's probably in Link County. Jim
0: Johnson did a lot of his music, but it's like, ultimately tied to WWE anyway. But uh, yeah, so whatever. I mean, like, it was good for what it was, and of course, uh, Sting and them won, and uh, Sammy got it seemed like they did a lot in this match, and Sammy got hurt and looked like Hardcore Hollies theme, that's what it is Oh, okay, that makes sense Yeah But, uh, Sammy Guevara's stunner is pretty fucking beautiful, though Like, he does it pitch
1: perfect every time Like, every time I've seen uh, it I was
0: like, holy shit that we should talking, be...
1: There was a move that he did also that we were talking about how nice it looked. Well, oh, have...
0: I know the Spanish fly off the table, and it looked like he missed the fucking table, or at it... least the table just didn't land right, so it looked like he just full-on fell
1: on the floor. Yeah, but there was a move he did that was a beautiful move. I don't think it was the stunner, though. It was one off the rope where he caught, I think, I, I gotta remember, but it was a beautiful move, though. Whatever. Yeah. He, um. Well, I, and then there's the coffee drop,
0: stings to move. Yeah, I can't think of it off offhand right now, but yeah. Well, like uh, so, Sammy is definitely pretty good though. Like yeah,
1: but, I, I like his wrestling, but stuff where he is like a bat out of hell and runs goes at like 800 miles an hour. Oh yeah,
0: he goes like fucking absolute. Like his. Uh, suicide dive. Good lord, man! He goes like so fast into the people. Holy shit!
1: Yeah,
0: it's like a bullet train. Like that's the best way if, to explain or it.
1: Or what? But he freaking shoots himself like crazy doing those. Compared to what everybody else does. Uh, yep, it's like you could tell he has no fear in what
0: he's doing. <laughs> Yeah, and (laughs) And, it seems like every time, too, like Darby always has for the pay per views that he's on, he always has like an extra video before he comes out. Yeah, whatever uh match that he's setting up or they're setting up, he
1: always has like a video to go with it before he comes out. Yeah, this one was funny because I don't know if you remember watching the video, but there was a coffin drop he did where it didn't even look like he hit the guy.
0: Oh yeah, he totally missed. Uh, who did he pin? I can't remember who he pinned. Yeah, but he... yeah, he totally whiffed it, and then they're like, "Oh well, he got him with his head." I'm like, "Yeah, this is fucking gonna help." <laughs>
1: the video. I didn't know he missed it yeah <laughs> like, like and then
0: they reshowed it yeah. like you missed it and then they're like oh well I guess we gotta mention it yeah I mean that's mostly because I think it was Matt Hardy that he landed on or something yeah I think so but yeah so like if anything Matt Hardy was just too far away from
1: him yeah. <sighs> that's but I mean I tell you what I was very underwhelmed by the final the main event
0: uh, I kind of was too I mean I thought it was a good match but it wasn't great. Like uh, about... I think that's one reason why. Like I don't think that it was anywhere close to like some of the other matches. I liked how Adam Cole came out with his own Halo outfit. Like was, uh I was wondering if he should have came out with the the
1: Master Chief helmet. But then I was like, talk- nah, it probably wouldn't work. I didn't get like the uh, what do you call it? The connotation or the reasoning for it, like. What did it represent in this match? You know, Jade Carter... Oh, I just thought he just came out like it. <laughs> yeah. You would think that they would come out for a reason like that, right? You know, like, like when they did the Halloween outfits and they came out as Ghostbusters and shit. That made sense because it was a Halloween show. Yeah. Right? But, like, coming out as Master Chief in this match is like, are you trying to say you're Master Chief? I, I, you know, like Jade's... Jade's was Jade from Mortal Kombat. It made sense. This one, it was kind of like it was a cool outfit, but why? You know, yeah. I'm not, I'm just iffy on. Well, I don't get why Adam Cole got a title shot so fast. Uh, and then yeah. second, I'm just underwhelmed by Adam Page's title reign. I
0: yeah, they really haven't done much. I think other than the Daniel Bryan matches. Yeah, I mean, like, that, other than that, like they haven't really done like the Lance Archer one. I saw that one where he, like, fucking did the buckshot lariat off the fucking ref. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah.
1: His move's great, but it's like, I just am underwhelmed by him as a champ. It's like, well, that's the, that's the problem, is that
0: I don't think they've really told a good enough story with him being on the top
1: right now. I yeah, think that's what's... I, just, I know he's a face, but, like... I think it was on Dynamite where he apologized to the Dark Order for how he reacted to something, and it's like, what the hell? I, oh, like
0: for like how he threw Alex Reynolds at um, who do you? Th- uh, I think it was Red Dragon or something.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he he apologized. I'm like, come on, you're the. I mean, this is where you you got to be a face, but be kind of an asshole at the same time. And I mean,
0: the uh, the only thing for me is, like, with Adam Page, though, that's the only dude that's doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you but... Know?
0: So okay. that's the only reason why I don't hate that, knowing that he's All actually being treated like an actual
1: person. But they stopped the whole beer-drinking thing, and I think that would have been more intriguing than the way he is now, like, if he continued doing that stuff as the title holder. Yeah. You know, I just feel it's odd that they kind of went away from that like even before he won the title, they kind of uh, stopped doing that, and I'm like, you can still do that, make him kind of a newer Stone Cold, but in a different way. Yeah, and I That's thought that, only yeah, but then they, they, like, they just shut that off, and and like I said, th- I just come underwhelmed, and I think he's kind of boring, like. Yeah, and I
0: don't know if that's supposed to be from his fault or if it's just a storytelling that's
1: And But it doesn't make me want him to be the title holder. But at this point, it's like, who the hell is going to be? Because it seems like everybody that could be is hurt.
0: Yeah. Well, like, I mean... Miro, I
1: think, should be, but he's hurt.
0: Oh, I, I thought he was, he was doing, best. like, a movie or something. He, uh, he showed, like,
1: a video where he
0: was training with somebody or something.
1: But maybe he's doing – I don't know. I, I just think that maybe he's an interim guy and they're not really pushing it because he's just covering for now. Maybe that's part of it. But I just think there's other guys that could be better champs, than ones that aren't hurt right well, now.
0: Well, that's why I'm hoping that something changes with it. Just because everything was so good, like, before he got there, right, the story that they were telling – Right before he beat Kenny and stuff like that, it was good. So, like, I'm waiting for something else to be told, and I think that's the problem with. Yeah, and that's
1: my problem. It's like that was great until he won the title, and then it's like, now what?
0: Yeah, and I think that's the problem. It's knowing that I don't think they really know what they want to say with his character now. Yeah. And. That's the only bad thing. Well, I knew that Adam Cole was going to not win, though. But, like, well, I yeah. think they just put Adam Cole in that to, like, be just another guy f- for him to lose. Yeah. Like, they needed somebody to- for him to face. So, I think that that's why they put Adam Cole in it. <laughs> Honestly, I think that that's the only reason why. Yeah. But, yeah. So... I guess that's pretty much all we could say on the the pay per view. Definitely, if anybody hasn't watched it, definitely check it out. Uh, All the AEW pay per views, or at least in my opinion, have all been pretty good anyway. They're kind of like at least the
1: takeovers at one point. Yeah, this is still better than the worst WWE or the worst WWE pay per views. Yeah. So, um,
0: Sometimes even better than their best ones.
1: Oh, (laughs) Like we said, I think the the best pay-per-views last year were all AEW pay-per-views. Yep. There wasn't one in our list that I think was WWE. And that tells you something when they've got one a month.
0: Yep. And then uh, AEW's got one like every three months, three or four months, yeah. So, um, I think next one that we're going to be doing is WrestleMania. So, if anything, we might just do those in one go, like instead of just two separate podcasts, just to be a little bit easier on everybody. And uh, yep. that won't be another
1: like couple of weeks, I think. Maybe we'll have a special guests on that one. Cause...
0: Yeah, maybe. Hopefully, that would be dope.
1: Yep. But for
0: thank you for uh making y'all way to the end of the video oh uh, off of the podcast too and uh we will talk to you guys in the next video
1: the next podcast podcast
0: what am i doing <laughs> i keep messing that up every time but uh <laughs> what's it called we'll talk to you in the next podcast see
1: you later All right, see ya
0: uh, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you can check out all of our social media accounts, which is the Heart of Geek, and our Twitch channel is Heart of Geek. If you guys wanted to leave any comments or questions uh, uh, relate towards our Facebook page, Instagram, or anything else that you could possibly leave a comment and recommend us anything else to do in the meantime. And for all of that, thank you for enjoying wrestling with the willies.